What is going on, my people? Tonight we are making fermented hot sauce. And by we, I mean not me, because I don't know how to. That's why we're doing this, because basically I get to use this platform to make people teach me things that I want to know how to do. So today we are joined by our good friend, the Comrade Chef. If you guys remember, we did a kimchi episode and he taught us how to use all of the leftovers of our broccoli and all the other things that we eat that otherwise would get tossed and make it into something delicious, which I have since had because of his work and it was delicious. So thank you for introducing me to a new food. So hopefully uh, who's out there? We got a few folks. If you guys want, uh, drop a question, thought, common concern, anything like that around hot sauce because it's going to get hot in here. So let's do it. Comrade Chef, welcome back. Hey, good to be back. Good to be here. Can you hear me okay? I can. Just uh, get you front and center. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Always important. Yes. So tell me a little bit about hot sauce. Like what? So, uh, just go ahead. Yeah. So, um, you know, hot sauce is, you know, obviously a condiment that I, I think I eat with almost every meal that I can. Uh, wherever it's reasonable. Um, really great punch of flavor to um, just about anything uh, that you cook. It's used, different hot sauces are made around the world. They're all, um, you know, different recipes are used, but one of the common themes that goes into that is fermentation um, that goes along with hot sauces. Some of the best hot sauces, usually the ones that you think of as your favorite hot sauce, probably were fermented, um, you know, to uh, some degree, because that adds a, a whole depth of flavor, brings a whole depth of flavor out of the pepper that you wouldn't otherwise get. Um, what is something that's really useful about it, uh, as anyone who's like grown peppers um, at the, in as a gardener uh, might know, is that uh, you, you have peppers for, there's a window in which you get them and they're great and you get a lot of them, probably more than you can eat reasonably. Um, and then they're gone for the year. They don't last super long in your fridge on the shelf. Um, so fermentation and turning it into hot sauce is a really great way to um, extend uh, the usefulness of that crop um, out, outside of just the, the short window in the summer and uh, late fall where they're um, available to you. Cool. Yeah, that's anything fermented, I feel like, uses stuff up that you otherwise couldn't use. So <laughs> it's definitely a good skill to have. Um, so what are, what exactly are we making today? Is it like exactly what you think of when you say hot sauce or is this like Frank's red hot or like, is that the same thing? Yeah. Um, to a degree, I mean, Frank's red hot is one of my favorite store brand, uh, uh, ones, but, um, ever since I got into ferment health, really nothing, uh, can compare to that flavor. Um, we're going to do a couple of things today. We're going to talk about like preparing the peppers for the sauce. Um, we're going to talk about getting them uh, into the jar in with the right ratios to make sure that they ferment in a safe and clean way, so that uh, the the lactobacillus is the is the best chance of taking over uh, there. And then we actually have I started another batch of hot sauce that we're going to blend up, so we're going to actually finish the product um, as well. So we're going to you're going to see hot sauce at all stages here today. Awesome. So now you're, you're going to have like way too much hot sauce. So if you need to get rid of some, I'll give you my address. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to send that on. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely uh, plenty to go around by the end of today, I'm sure. Yeah. So um, how, so this is basically the same concept as kimchi, which you did 
about a month ago, right? Yeah, it is. It is basically the same uh, concept. One of the easiest uh, ways to introduce yourself in um, fermentation, because it does seem pretty intimidating when you first get started, is um, lactobacillus fermentation is the simplest. It's also the most common um, way to ferment just about anything. So uh, there are other, you know, other cultures do some things differently. I know in India, there's a way that you can actually ferment in oil, which is interesting. There's a, you can ferment garlic in honey because the honey is a preservative. Those are all great things. That I, I'm a big fan, but um, other than that, uh, Lactobacillus is the, I think the easiest way to get started. It requires the least amount of like access for inputs, I, I think. Yeah. And, um, for folks that are familiar with our podcast, uh, we talk about Lactobacillus quite a bit in one of the episodes on, uh, taking care of our plants. So it's the same thing, just doing with food instead. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's super common, just like, you know, yeast of the air, lactobacillus is like generally the first um, uh, bacteria that's going to form during fermentation. And you just want to, you know, create an environment in which it outcompetes any other things that might be harmful to humans. But for, for people, it's really good for gut health and it adds a, a huge depth of flavor and brings out a lot of complexity, like I said earlier. Awesome. So let's get going, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, I think the, the first and most important thing, and I, I could say this a, a thousand times or, or, or not at all, but the most important thing is to glove up when you're making hot sauce. I can't tell you how many times just a minor um, touch with some of these peppers um, has resulted in, you know, a uh, great pain when either taking out my contacts later or uh, uh, using the restroom before washing hands, you know, so just glove up. I highly recommend it. Uh, get yourself a box of gloves. It's you're, they're going to last you for a long time if you're not doing this professionally. So um, maybe stock up on a couple of boxes, but that'll last you a couple of seasons. So just something to think about. Cool. Um, one other thing that you uh, want to think about is to think about the peppers that you're going to use. If you use yourself, um, you know, think about like the uh, soil that they're in and like the acidity, because that's going to affect the amount of heat that you use. Uh, today, we're going to make two different um, types of pepper hot sauce or ferment two different peppers. And then I've got a third one that I'm going to blend up um, there at the end. But uh, what you're looking for is um, I like to keep my peppers separate um, in terms of which is which. So some of my favorites, I really like the red peppers, especially this is a Fresno chili, just a basic Fresno chili grows in most climates. Uh, habanero peppers, obviously going to be a little bit higher on the Scoville scale, which is like the um, rating for like how hot it's going to be. And, and these particular, yeah, these particular uh, uh, habaneros will uh, mess you up. So what I like to do in order to make sure nice. that I, yeah, what I like to do in order to make sure that I have control of the heat of the hot sauce at the end of it is I like to make hot sauce in two or sometimes three different heat level peppers together um, that I that I will have the similar heat rating. And the reason why is because then at the end, when it's all blended together, I can sort of mix those together to create the desired heat level that I that I want. Um, so I basically make three separate hot sauces and then put them together in ratios that I like. Cool. So um, I know you mentioned like the soil can impact how hot a pepper can be, but like generally speaking, if you are making hot sauce, is it the pepper is 
the the rating that it's going to be and it's all equal or um like i've heard that seeds can carry a lot of the what's it called the cap uh, capacin cap capsin cap whatever cap it is. capsaicin capsaicin, capsaicin. Yeah. um yeah yeah that's absolutely correct so there's a lot of different things that go into like how hot I guess the final product of a hot sauce is, but also how in generally how, how hot a pepper is. So in comparing like the, the weakest habanero is always going to be hotter than the hottest Fresno, probably. I mean, they do breed actually, they do breed non-hot habaneros, which have this nice sweet flavor, but that's, let's not get into that because we're, we're really talking about like growing our own stuff or, or getting it from a, a local uh, purveyor. But in addition to that, if I have two, habanero plants um, grown in different conditions, different sunlight, different, most importantly, different soil acidity. Um, they're going to produce um, pretty extreme, I mean, relatively extreme uh, differences in how hot they are. So yeah, definitely like the type of pepper is something to consider when you're in the planting season and the conditions of where you plant it is also probably pretty important. And then you mentioned earlier, the other thing, uh, which is just what I was about to talk about is, is uh, that a lot of the capsaicin in peppers is grown um, from, or it comes from the uh, ribs and the seeds of the pepper itself. So I'm just gonna cut this Fresno open. You can see just how seedy and that particular Fresno is. Um, one of the ways that I like to control the heat to cut out um, a lot of these seeds, a little bit of seeds in my hot sauce is good, um, a lot, and you start to run the risk of like even what you thought was going to be a medium or a mild hot sauce being a little bit too hot. So I'm just going to clean out. Another thing that you want to um, clean out in addition to the uh, seeds themselves, uh, the ribs of the pepper. This is the uh, part where the seed is attached to the wall of the pepper. I don't know how well any of you uh, can see that based on the distance to the camera. But the ribs. Yeah, it's the white part, right? Yeah, the white part is uh, is maybe less hot, but actually adds a lot of bitterness. Um, so cleaning the pepper out, you can get a much sweeter flavor. Not hotter, but like um, not not less hot, but a sweeter flavor because the bitterness comes from those ribs. So I like to clean those out. Another thing to think about when making hot sauce um, is to, when you're doing your knife work and getting everything ready and prepared, you want to work your way from least to hottest, because I, if I clean these habaneros first, and then I start cleaning a bunch of Fresno peppers, the juices, the acid, all of that from the um, uh, habaneros are going to get into the Fresnos, and that's going to affect you know, what I thought was going to be a medium or mild sauce is going to end up being quite hot. So you notice I cleaned the Fresnos first and working my way to the habaneros. With these, now, I want to yeah, ask, um, yeah. how important is the uh, ripeness to the flavor profile? And can, can you work with something that's maybe a little overripe because of the fermentation process? Actually, yeah, that's a really great point. Um, I almost exclusively... Uh, when it's when it's a choice, I guess when it uh, when I'm not doing it for a demo, we'll use slightly over ripened um, peppers, uh, peppers that I've let to uh, let go a little bit um, longer. Uh, those are going to be your best bet for um, uh, hot sauce, and the reason why is because I think they release a little bit more flavor, but more importantly, like you you don't really want to use them in cooking, so it's a really great way to use something that might have ended up in the compost pile 
or in the chicken feed, which is also you know quite useful. Um, uh, that's another thing uh, I learned recently that, for, and maybe you can comment on this too, Andy, that a lot of birds don't really have receptors for heat and that peppers are the basis uh, of a lot of birds' diet because of that. I did not know that, but I guess that makes sense. I think I believe peppers are native to like India, right? Some, some Many of them, Southeast yeah. Asia. Yeah, um, so that would make a lot of sense because uh, chickens, at least like the, the modern chicken stems from Southeast Asia. So uh, that that could be something that makes a lot of sense. There's a there's a guy, uh, a famous chef, uh, Dan Barber. He's an asshole, but um, I will say he uh, he was he owns a farm that's attached to his restaurant. He bred some peppers um, to get them hotter, and he, he ended up with a product that was just like utterly inedible. However, he did feed them to the chickens on the farm almost exclusively because they didn't care and loved them, in fact, and so. They fed, ate so many of these red hot hot peppers. Uh, they ended up uh, with laying eggs that are just super red, which he then uses in his restaurant as a really like a pepper egg. And you can impart a little bit of the flavor of the pepper through the chicken, which is just a weird concept to me. But uh, not only is that super weird, but it also raises an interesting question: like spicy foods aren't just spicy for your mouth, but like your entire body, like it can do some damage to your stomach. So like, how, how does that work for chickens? I guess it, yeah, fine. That's, that's a good, yeah, apparently. I mean, I, I'm not the expert on chickens, but Dan Barber seems to be liking it so far. So, um, yeah, it seemed really interesting. Anyway, uh, peppers are clean. Um, peeled some garlic here. Uh, just ahead of time, I've got uh, a couple of different spices from my pantry. I'm going to do a quick thing, which is remove my gloves so that I can touch these things uh, without regretting it later the next time. So I just have some juniper berries here, um, some whole grain black pepper, some allspice. In terms of like the uh, stuff that you want to um, add to your peppers, and I say this about um, hot sauce and pickles, is uh, if the spice rolls, it's going to be good uh, for in your uh, generally general rule of thumb in your pickle or your hot sauce. So just something to think about. So you mean like physically rolls? Physically rolls, yeah. Physically rolls. Those round spice spices, yeah, they're definitely the way to go. Um, I don't yeah, know if I've ever seen a juniper berry container that big. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> you uh, when you. Do this professionally i think you have to buy in bulk uh, yeah but, i mean it makes yeah. sense it's just a large thing they're, of juniper berries they're also hard to find but i will say that if you live near a city um every city has one of certain size of a certain medium low size probably has a restaurant supply store on some level and that's a really great place to get things like spices it's not really a, a great place to find i mean that's where you're going to find some really cheap chicken you know or some really cheap beef or or anything like that which like fine you know that's that's great but like um the spices like there's nothing really wrong with um you know those spices so uh go for it um i have here oh did you have a question sorry I've, i was just thinking about it like i i can't recall tasting uh juniper in 
um, hot sauce before. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be subtle because we're not going to use a lot of it, but um, that is something that's a, a trick that I guess I, I don't know that I've ever encountered someone else who does juniper too uh in their hot sauce but i recommend it i you know, definitely don't don't back away from it i also really love it when i'm like smoking juniper with like smoking uh meats especially pork uh is really good doesn't get used very often but in uh you take the jus and you can cook down the juniper berries in it that imparts a lot of flavor too um but in pickling a lot of things juniper is a nice touch for 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 stuff um yeah okay so i have here a clean I washed this earlier with uh, soap and water, which is really just fine, hot, hot water and soap. Um, this is just a ball jar. Um, I'm going to put in as many of the Fresno peppers as I think is reasonable to fit, which is probably all of them. I think they'll all fit just fine. Um, every once in a while, I'm gonna intersperse some garlic. Probably five cloves in total or so. And I'm putting these in whole, uh, you'll notice, because like ultimately this is going to get blended up. So who cares? Okay. Let me get rid of this. <clears throat> so in addition uh, to the peppers, um, I've got here, it's about three and a half liters of water. Um, which means it's 3,500 grams uh, if you want to do things by weight, which I usually prefer to do. Um, and the target for lactobacillus is anywhere between uh, 3 and um, 5% uh, salt uh, of weight. Um, so what I've done there is I've got like 3,500. You know, my target's 5-ish. Um, of salt, uh, so that's like 175 grams. Or another way you could do it is this is just shy of a gallon of water, like just shy of a gallon. Um, maybe a, maybe a couple of cups, like cups shy of a gallon, but um, and about half a cup of salt, because um, not everyone has a scale handy. I highly recommend you get one if you don't have one for precision. Uh, but if you get, it's going to be okay. That's why there's that window of three to 5% uh, uh, salt by weight. I'm going to do the same thing with the habaneros. Had a couple of garlic in there. They're, uh, they're breathing. They're breathing at me. You feel my <laughs> eyes water just a little nice. bit. Nice. Yeah. It's going to be good. Um, okay. Be so, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, let's get rid of this. Um, I've got my two peppers. Um, I'm going to do the rest of this by. Um, Pretty much eyeball um, because you know the important measurement the really only important measurement you need out of this is the salt content of the water um but this is the black pepper and i'm looking for about a tablespoon which is means about a hand you know little palm full and i'm going to do pretty much the same balance with all the spices this is allspice also very good 
not very commonly used, but maybe a little less than the pepper. Oops. And juniper. And juniper is going to impart a lot of floralness to, and you don't really have to be too shy with it. Um, maybe a little bit more than the black pepper, even. Um, it's going to impart a lot of sort of floral notes to the um, hot sauce as it ferments. Away. Okay, um, we're going to take this water and hopefully I have enough. I'm going to fill it right up to pretty much, let's see how close we can get it with both. That's good. And because I, I measure the amount of water separate, this is just good um, in terms of the uh, balance. I don't need to like be concerned that I didn't use enough because this is just a good brine in terms of the ratio of salt to water. So however much fits is however much fits. Um, yeah, that another, simplifies things quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely making your brine ahead of time because you don't want to be like, oh, well, my jar is this big. How much volume does the pepper take? That's just math you don't need to be doing. So just shy of a, just shy of a gallon, uh, about half a cup of salt, um, that's your target window. Or if you want to get uh, real particular about it, I highly recommend you weigh your water. I also recommend you use distilled water or filtered water because the stuff from your tap has usually been treated, especially if you live in a city. Um, and that's actually going to interfere with the, the growth of the lactobacillus. So it's going to make it a lot harder. Um, for it's going to make the, the bacteria work harder, and in turn, that might make the wrong bacteria come out on top. Um, there is one other trick that I'm going to do after the show happens, which is that I'm going when I pull um, the hot sauce that I'm going to blend up, I'm actually going to take save some of that liquid and just do a quick toss in here, um, and that's going to kickstart the fermentation. Um, you do this uh, with hot sauce. You can do this with uh, kimchi, the liquid from kimchi you can use to start the next batch. Um, usually you can use that liquid for at least one whole season, like just continuously like up and, and re-up it. Um, and that's going to make your ferment go faster and be healthier uh, from the start so that there's less for it to uh, compete against because that's, that's, a, that's a shot of just straight lactobacillus in there. So um, anyway, uh, I'm going to do a little bit of more touching of peppers here, probably for a second. But any questions so far? While I get this back on. Been pretty quiet. Um, someone did ask about cross pollination. I forgot to ask you about it, uh, but I'm imagining that does probably affect the the heat of the peppers. I have I have heard that that is the case. Probably, you know, I I imagine that that's the case. The honest truth here is that I am not, you know, an expert gardener by any means. I'm much more of a you give me the vegetable and I'll make it work uh, kind of person. But um, yeah, I, I I have I am under the impression that cross pollination, cross breeding of peppers um, is something that can definitely affect your heat. So uh, be conscious, I suppose, of where you put them in your garden. But they really eat up the sun, right? So anything you know, on your gardening situation, you might not have too much of a choice about where things go. So you see here, like I have a bunch of weird um, little equipment. This, these are called pickle helixes. What they're used for is that you put them in the jar and um, this is a little bit more heavy. They push the, uh, they completely submerge the product under the liquid, which is 
because lactobacillus grows without air, uh, more ideally. Um, but you actually don't need all this fancy equipment that I use. So I'm going to do one jar um, with the fancy equipment. I'm going to go with the habaneros, I suppose, um, just, you know, because it's the first one. I'm taking a uh, canning lid uh, that doesn't fit. This, this is, these are wide mouth jars, uh, respectively. I'm taking a, a, a normal mouth canning lid uh, right there. I'm going to put a pickle helix in. And judging by the amount here, I'm probably going to put two pickle helixes in. So we did get a question. Um, you can keep doing what you're doing, and I'll ask it for mm -hmm. you. Uh, someone wants to know uh, about substitutes for juniper seeds. Uh, with like maybe fruit, like a mango, or if there's any other general substitute that you would think of that people are commonly using. Yeah, actually, so fermenting fruit with your hot sauce is, is pretty common. I don't have any fruit here at the moment. Oranges are really good. You can actually also ferment them with orange peels, um, especially if you like peel them with a like a peeler on the outside so you don't get any of that bitterness from the pith. Um, uh, but yeah, ferment fruit. And peppers is a really great way to add a lot of really interesting in-depth flavors uh, to your hot sauce. Uh, one of the things that, oh, go ahead, please. I was gonna ask, um, so I've brewed beer with um, orange peel before and it gives a little bit of a blueberry-ish flavor. Um, if you, yeah. So is, is it the same profile that you get in the fermented product since it technically is like the same process? Pretty much. I think uh, the differences in yeast are going to affect that too, um, you know, uh, definitely. But that that orange to kind of blueberry as blackberry esque uh, uh, movement is something that happens uh, in fermentation. Things that you expect to taste a certain way because you eat them raw, um, like oranges, uh, definitely come out uh, deeper, more interesting, uh, different in general um, once they've been fermented. So that's a really good example uh, of. Oh, did we lose the comrade chef? That. Um, there can you, you hear me? Yep, we Were heard you. you. We, we lost uh, you for like five seconds. All right. Sorry about that. Yeah. You came out the other side. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's what matters, definitely. Um, uh, one of the things about this uh, particular jar that I just want to point out um, is it's got a uh, rubber seal right here. Uh, and that's going to, when I put in these. Uh, this is from a double bubbler chain. Um, and as they ferment, they're going to release uh, gases. Uh, and you want those gases to uh, force the oxygen out of the jar itself. Um, and But it still needs somewhere to go, otherwise it will explode. So what this does is it allows uh, the oxygen to exit the chamber, bubble out and up again, um, without allowing oxygen to come back so you just take a little bit of that leftover water that we had earlier. I'm just going to pour that right in there. So, so now you see any fruit in particular that you like to use for uh, to go back to what you were talking about? Yeah, uh, fermenting pineapple is I, pineapple. Anything is kind of my favorite. It's actually the one thing that I'm allergic to in this earth, and I still eat. I'll eat a whole pineapple and just deal with the tongue swelling that comes from it. But fermenting pineapple is really great. Um, the other thing that's really fun, uh, these, uh, 
what I was going to get into a little bit later is that we make our own vinegar, um, my partner and I. And so we're actually going to use um, this cranberry vinegar to finish off the hot sauce that I'm going to blend up a little bit later. Um, and oh, that's, that's awesome. also going to impart a lot of flavor. Um, and that's that's super simple. So if we ever want to do a Twitch stream on that, I mean, that's practically a joke in terms of how easy it is. It's really just about patience more than anything. I've got some apple vinegar and what's the other one going right now? Pumpkin vinegar right now. Oh, like nice. About 20 feet away from me waiting oh, for yeah. it to finish, finish processing. Very cool. Very cool. Have you gotten to the, did you, did you drink any of the liquor that happens before it uh, gets to so, the vinegar stage or? So this is actually a, a byproduct of uh, making a fermented fruit juice for my plants. So okay. it wasn't even making like a liqueur. It was, I mean, mm -hmm. I guess technically there's probably a decent amount of alcohol in it, but I did mm -hmm. not try it. Um, yeah. Although I guess you probably, like I said, you probably could. Um, you probably could. It'll, it'll, it'll mess your gut up. You'll, yeah, but it's, it's tasty. <laughs> <laughs> like many things. Mm, it tastes yeah. good. You regret it after. Yeah, definitely. Definitely that. Um, I'm going to do the same thing with this, except I'm going to do a little bit differently. If you don't want to buy pickle helixes, because like we're really talking about fewer inputs, right? Um, one of the things that's actually a nice trick, I've got a baggie full of water, uh, you know, and I've, I've tried to remove as much of the air from it as possible. I'm just going to set that in there. And I think it might be too big. Yeah, I got too many peppers in here to do it this way, unfortunately. So we'll have to save that for another time. But you can actually just take a small baggie full of water or full of uh, clean river rocks. Uh, as long as the baggie has been sanitized on the outside, you can just use that as a weight to push everything down below the thing. It actually sometimes does a better job because it conforms to the edges of the uh, jar itself as it presses down. So we're going to have to go with a pickle helix this time, it looks like, just because I overstuffed this jar a bit gonna have too much hot sauce yeah there's no there's no such thing <laughs> someone will, someone so, will eat it yeah so how long does this stuff last uh that's a really great question um so that's kind of the beauty of it is um once it's been fermented once it's been blended up if you're keeping it refrigerated it'll last a year if you're keeping it in like a, a basement storage um sort of temperature uh if you have a cold cellar uh it'll also last six to nine months sometimes um and what's beauty what's what's also really great about it is that the older it is it's continuing to age it's a live hot sauce at the end of this so the flavor is actually just getting uh, better more complex and that's what's really great about it is that you've got all these peppers at a very particular time of the year um and then you want to you know use some of that when you get to winter you know the dead of winter like it is now obviously these uh, were not grown um Lovely. I grabbed these from the store, but when you get to the dead of winter and you're down to potatoes and you know just a few other uh, vegetables that you could, if you eat one more of, you're just going to be sad, <laughs> sad about it. Uh, adding a little bit of hot sauce uh, definitely um, reminds you of that punch of flavor of uh, summer and spring. So it's a really, I, yeah, I, I recommend it specifically because you can save those, the use of those hot peppers uh, through the rest of the year. Yeah. By the time the hot sauce goes bad, by the, by the time the hot sauce goes bad, you'll have more peppers again. So. Yeah, exactly. It lasts just long enough that by the time the next cycle is ready, you're ready to make some fresh hot sauce. 
I'm sure that's not by accident. <laughs> someone figured someone figured that out a long time ago and uh, made that work. So I'm gonna. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna set these uh, in my. Uh, I've got a well, it's a closet. My fermentation chamber. That's just a coat closet uh, with with uh, nothing but food stuffs in it. Um, same place where we did the kimchi. You want to keep it at a temperature. Um, room temperature is is anywhere between uh, 65 to about 76, 76, as hot as you want it to be while it's fermenting, because otherwise it gets too active too quickly. Um, if it's anything more than that, you can always bring it to a lower temperature, like your basement, um, um, and let it let it hang out there for a while, because that's not going to do it any harm. It's just going to take longer for it to ferment. Um, so I'm going to set these in there for the moment, but I'm going to save some of that liquid from the next one that I'm going to bring over here in a second, and we're going to add it to these in just a few minutes. So this is what uh, another uh, jar of hot sauce that I, or another set of hot peppers that I fermented um, is going to look like here in the end. And I'm going to bring this up really close to the screen so that uh, you can really see what's going on so that, because this is a really good example of um, good, well-fermented hot sauce. First of all, you're going to notice um, there's uh, some bubbles going on in there. That That's a sign of active fermentation. And you've also noticed that the, the liquid has gotten a lot more cloudy. These particular peppers are cherry bombs, which are probably the mildest of the peppers that I use uh, to make hot sauce. And another thing that you want to notice, if you get in really close there, you start to see this sort of white film um, develop around the peppers. And a lot of people, when they're fermenting things for the first time, that makes them really nervous. They think that it's like a mold. Uh, it's actually just calm yeast, um, which is part of the pepper, uh, part of the outside of most vegetables anyway. Um, and that's not going to be a big deal. It's not going to affect your ferment in any way. If anything, it's going to make it better. Um, someone, I'm just, now I'm finally seeing the chat. Oh yeah. Same question. Yeah. I, I had some mild ghost peppers from it. I think that's really fun. Um, I've, uh, I've never had a mild ghost pepper. I'm sure, I know that they exist because they, they, that someone's thought to do that. Um, but for those who don't know, ghost peppers are probably the, the highest rated Scoville rating in the world. Hot as hell. Yeah, I don't eat those peppers. I have limits. <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't think, I don't think they're meant for mammals is what someone put in the, someone commented at me, uh, I think in a private message, peppers don't want to be eaten by mammals. Yeah, and um, this one, unlike the kimchi, we are not going to be having uh, typed out notes, right? Um, but fortunately, it's a pretty straightforward one, I think, comparatively. Oh, yeah. You mean in, uh, in, the, in terms of uh, the recipe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is much more... Hot sauce is more of a feeling, and it's going to take some experimentation than I think a direct uh, recipe really requires. Something, you know, I, I'm happy to write down... Um, some some ratios of, of you know to make that make six percent um, and send that on the way uh, but I don't know how helpful a direct recipe will be because really it's about um, I think hot sauce is a very personal choice and like how hot you, you want things uh, what flavors you like to add so it's much more uh, fly by the seat of your pants sort of yeah I'm so, gonna be trying to make a uh, fig hot sauce 
Oh, that sounds great. I don't, do we yeah. have fig vinegar? No. I've got dates. Dates, mango, cherry, but yeah, I don't have any. Hey, yeah, that's a, a really good idea. I could eat fig everything, so I would <laughs> definitely make a fig hot sauce. Um, so just to just to let you know what I'm smelling, and it's hard, it's not really the medium to, but um, the smell of the peppers themselves, it, it smells like they've been cooked almost. You know that that smell of like the sweet pepper as you're as you're sauteing it. You you get a lot of that um, right off the nose when you open it for the first time. Also, it's uh, it's you can definitely see from above a lot better um, the sort of bubbles that's going. I like this hot sauce go a little bit longer um, than I usually do. Usually I like to cut it off at about 14 days. This has been going for, um, I think we're at 18 days. Yeah, 18 days. Um, and the reason why is because I wanted, it was doing so well. It was like, so it was so alive when I checked it just a couple of days ago. And I knew that we had this coming up and I wanted to show you the, the last bit of the process to this. So I'm gonna go ahead and just dump that out. And you'll notice I'm dumping into a bowl um, and a strainer because it's really important that I save some of that liquid for the rest of this process. Um, I'm bringing over a high-speed blender, so this noise is probably going to be unpleasant for. I can turn down your mic. Yeah, that's probably a good. Idea. I'll let you know when uh, in a few minute, moments. Um, so I'm just going to take the peppers. These, like I said, these are cherry bombs. They're pretty mild. Um, Throw in all these peppers. And because some of the seasonings, allspice, the juniper berries that I put into this, and because the hot sauce was set up in a brine, in a, in a salt brine, um, you really don't generally need to add much salt. Um, obviously, that's a preference thing. I usually do not add salt. Um, as I am, like, you're going to put a little bit of the brine. That's plenty. And we'll, we'll adjust these as we go, too. I'm also going to have to probably de-glove to take this. The pressure is building on this vinegar. So. Nice. It's kind of almost at the kombucha stage, this vinegar maybe a little bit maybe still a little kombucha e more than vinegar nice mm. uh that's about it um so a little bit of vinegar i might add some white vinegar as we go too because i don't want to get it too fruity but uh go ahead and turn down my mic because this is going to be Okay. 
Let me know if, uh, if you guys you can hear me. Okay, so one thing that I'm going to do really quick here, uh, I left it over on the stove because it needed to cool, but I'll be right back uh, and talk at you while I'm walking. Earlier uh, in the evening, I did a thing where I took some about 50-50 olive canola oil because that uh, raises the smoke point just a little bit. And in that, I brought to a very pretty low temp, medium low temp um, in this, and I fried uh, some garlic chips, which Ooh. is a really, yeah, they're, they're like my favorite easy salad topping. But now what I've got, in addition to the garlic chips, which is just really just a nice byproduct, is this really nice um, uh, sort of a fried garlic oil. Um, which is going to impart a lot of flavor too. That's so we've got a couple of different liquids working here. In addition to the liquids of the pepper itself, we also have that vinegar that I introduced, the, the water. And now what I want to do is emulsify a little bit of that garlic oil into the hot sauce. And that's what's going to make it um, particular, like really smooth and also import a lot of that garlic flavor as well. So you're going to need to Tone me down a gotcha. little bit, I think you can hear a second. Appreciate it. earlier these are cherry bomb peps uh, they're significantly milder um, than uh, any of the other two peppers that I use so this is probably going to be a pretty uh, mild sauce but I might use it to use some of those other ones to heat up that's, that's fucking great that's really good so how much uh, of that oil did you end up adding yeah so that was probably in total a little bit less than a cup of oil I think that I added and you'll notice I, I waited until the, uh, the, the liquid itself of the hot sauce was up to speed. And then I slowly introduced oil. That's the way that you're going to get those oil, that fat to bind with the water, which are naturally are separated. So you want to create an, uh, an emulsion. You want to emulsify that together um, by slowly introducing the oil and allowing the blades to whip the air, because uh, that's what's going to uh, the air in the liquid that's what's going to bind um the oil to the rest of the liquid um so probably a little bit less than a cup and now what i have is a whole bunch of garlic oil uh that i get to use in my cooking for the rest of the time not to mention all of the uh garlic chips i don't know we'll toss it like that with a salad or something later in the week probably. No. yeah can't go wrong yeah so that's about it i mean that's as easy as it is i just uh you know, the the water to salt ratio is, is probably the most important. 
I've got these other uh, two peppers that are going to be on the ferment. I've got a ton of liquid left over here. I'm just going to probably take a shot glass, dip it, and pour it right into the top, and and that's it. Take the peppers, so, a little bit of vinegar, a little bit of uh, oil, and you're good. So I got a question for you. Now, when you store that ferment or that fermented hot sauce, are you going to still need to let it bubble off, or can you like put it in a jar just like any other hot sauce? That's actually a really uh, interesting question. So the, most of the hot sauces that you buy in store um, were, even if they were fermented, are now dead. They've killed it, they've packaged it, they've canned it, whatever it, whatever their process is. Um, after fermentation, uh, they've probably killed it so that it, it's quote unquote shelf stable, and, you know, according to the FDA, and it can be sold on the shelf. Um, this hot sauce is very much alive. So there's a couple of different things that you can do. Um, you can absolutely uh, repeat the same process that, that, that they do, uh, which is to can it. What you want to do is just fill it, fill up a regular canning jar, um, and then uh, boil it and let the lid seal down. Um, but um, what I much prefer to do is to keep it relatively chill, and it's got a much higher temperature uh, of like tolerability that than like say a gallon of milk does. Um, but the but the reason why you want to keep it refrigerated specifically is because it's still alive. It's still got that lactobacillus in there. It's still fermenting. Um, so you don't want it to over ferment to the point where, um, I don't know, the flavor just becomes really musky um, is, I guess, the best way to put it. And furthermore, yes, to answer your question, if, if it's in a sealed jar every once in a while, not every once in a while, and more often the warmer it is, you're going to want to burp it because uh, otherwise it, it will explode. Um, yeah. That's my favorite part of having fermented things is maybe it'll explode today. It, it might. Yeah, you don't know. You, just, you don't know. That's the beauty of these bubblers that I've been using is that they allow the air to escape without disaster striking, I suppose. Um, yeah. I do it, have a... Oh, go ahead, please. I'm, I'm listening. I was going to say, it just reminds me of like making beer. Like it's something I've been doing for such a long time, just never with food, even though it's, you know, basically the same concept. Um, I bought a case of these uh, from a glass distributor, I think here in Pennsylvania, um, a while ago, and I haven't gone through all of them yet. But um, nice little hot sauce bottles, they come with the uh, topper. And depending on the, you could just fill these up bit by bit, but I'm probably not gonna fill, uh, use this in this uh, just yet because I, I, I think I wanna add more heat to uh, this before I, um, before it's what I want out of a hot sauce. But uh, in general, this is like, this is great. This is ready to eat. If anyone's like, oh, I like, I like the flavor of hot sauce, but like I, everything is too hot off the store. This uh, cherry bomb um, has a lot of flavor and a very mild in terms of uh, heat. Cool. Uh, so somebody commented that they um, have tried bag fermenting, which is like a, I guess, a vac seal or a food sealer. Um, have you tried that? Just curious about your thoughts. So I, so I don't have a um, vacuum sealer here at home. We did a little bit of vacuum sealing when I was at a, a one uh, particular uh restaurant and that's a an interesting way to make a um, sauerkraut too uh that's a really good way to do that um i've never tried it with peppers i'm sure it could be done it's the same process right so you, we're, we're all we're talking about the same bacteria and the reason why that works and why that would be so effective is because lactobacillus doesn't require 
much oxygen um, to uh, start in the fermentation process, but like other things, uh, other bacteria, molds, uh, things like that generally do. So vacuum sealing is a really great way to do that. Um, you absolutely, if you have a vacuum sealer, you absolutely could um, vacuum seal those peppers in that um, water brine solution, uh, achieve almost the same thing. I guess the one thing you want to be cautious about is that periodically you're probably going to have to open it up and transfer it again. Otherwise, the bag is going to puff up and explode with carbon dioxide. It might eventually uh, pop, so just something to be aware of. Cool. Uh, yeah, so is there anything else people should know about this process that you didn't cover? Um, I know you said that you were letting that one go 18 days. So when's the cutoff for like when you're like, okay, it, this is done? Yeah, um, so it's it's a matter of preference, and I encourage ex experimentation um, for the first couple of batches of hot sauce. You know, try one out for six days and see how you like that flavor, and then you know, build, gradually build your your way up to like fourteen. Fourteen to sixteen is kind of where I think the absolute sweet spot is um, in terms of flavor uh, development. After that, it starts to you start to get a little bit more muskiness by like day 20, 25. Um, that's going to be a little bit overaged for my tastes, and you're going to start to get into the realm of like uh, this pepper tastes somehow of blue cheese ness uh, to it, which like you know not a bad thing, and some people really like. Uh, you, the cutoff though is eventually um, the real cutoff is eventually the lactobacillus runs out of things um, to eat. It it'll uh, end up, it's, a lot of it'll die. Some um, other bacteria could get in there and and uh, molds. Usually, the first thing that you see is a, a mold starts is the, is the sign that like you maybe went a little bit too far. Now, if a mold gets started, you're going to see it that start to develop on the surface first. Um, and if you're in the day twenty range, that's actually okay as long as the mold because um, the mold will gradually start to penetrate below uh, the surface of the liquid. Um, and as long as like, you know, it hasn't gotten to those peppers underneath, you can just scoop that top layer of pepper off and throw it away. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, would I serve it in a restaurant? No, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't serve it for money, but would I eat it? Absolutely. Like that wouldn't be, you know, a problem for me at all. Cool. Cool. Uh, does anyone have any other questions, I guess, before we wrap this up? Um, one last thing. Um, if you're really interested in uh, fermentation and um, a, a really great place to get started in a book that has pretty much every uh, question you could conceivably ask, and, and I haven't even asked all of the questions of it yet, um, this, this book, The Art of Fermentation, is really, really fantastic. I, I highly recommend it uh, by, uh, who is this? Uh, Sandor Elix Katz. Um, this book uh, is incredible. It has so many details in there about um, what to look for, what could go wrong. Um, and it's told in very specific, you know, or I guess really general terms of like, you should look for this, this can happen. Here's an idea of like how to set your kitchen up. It's It goes into excruciating detail about, about uh, the process. So highly recommend if you're interested in, in doing some projects more complicated than hot sauce, uh, this is a really great place to start. Awesome. Um, so before we wrap up, could you um, just tell us a little bit about the uh, Rice PGH? Oh, oh 
yeah, absolutely. So uh, Rice uh, Pittsburgh is a small mutual aid organization uh, right here in Pittsburgh. Um, we go out, we uh, give direct aid. We believe in giving direct aid uh, to people, whether that's uh, through clothes, donations. We also um, scavenge for food. We get donations for food. And we turn those into meals every week. Um, so if you, anything that you could send our way, I promise we'll get used to um, uh, used uh, in the most effective way possible. We really believe as a, as a group uh, uh, in and also going to communities and listening to what it is that they say that they want and, and trying to deliver that to them with the best of our abilities. So um, if you wanted to send uh, something through Venmo, send it to Rice PGH. PGH. Um, they're good people. I do uh, some work with them. My partner does, does a fair amount of work with them. So yeah, uh, hit us up. Awesome. Comrade, thanks so much. This has been fantastic. I have a couple words for these folks and we can chat after. All right, absolutely. I'll see you. Awesome. So folks, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. That was super fun. I learned a bunch about hot sauce that I did not know. Uh, if you guys are new to the Poor Pearls Almanac, please, please go check out our podcast. Uh, we we drop episodes every Sunday night. We have a new episode out right now um, on the Spanish Dehesa, the, the traditional history of the Iberian landscape. Really interesting. Go listen. Kind of fun. Um also, if you enjoyed this, we're going to be back on Thursday talking with Dr. Aisha Tyler, uh, Aisha Tyler, uh, Aisha Khan. Um, we'll be talking about bringing praxis into everyday life. So if this stuff is interesting to you, please tune in for uh, Thursday night. I think it's eight o'clock or eight thirty, something like that. Uh, we'll, we'll post about it. Also hit us up on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and wherever else you do social media stuff. Subscribe to us on YouTube if you're watching over there. If you are on Twitch, please do subscribe. And also, if you um, want to support this project, you can do that by either subbing here. And um, I, I guess that's different than following. Um, you can subscribe and it throws us a couple bucks or you can hop on Patreon patreon.com slash almanac where we drop our episodes um, usually a week early. And if we are not just dropping episodes, we're also telling people what the next month or two looks like for our schedule in terms of episodes we're releasing. There's a limited uh, series that we've done in the past that's up on our Patreon as well. If you just haven't been able to get, get enough of our content, go check it out. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this been a lot of fun i'll see you guys on thursday and uh yeah keep keep making hot sauce i guess all right guys see ya <laughs>